Hello, you're listening to the Secret Keepers Club podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Secret Keepers Club. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. So, so happy to have you here. My name is Carly Aquilino, believe it or not, because I know I don't sound like myself right now. I definitely lost my voice. Um, So if I'm coughing, I just, you guys, I just recorded almost this entire podcast, but I'm re-recording it because I was just nonstop coughing. And it's just like, who wants to listen to that? Not me, but... I think I'm okay right now. I lost my little voice. I don't know. I lost it on the damn ferry to Fire Island, I think. Maybe she's still on the ferry, my voice. But I'm okay. I don't really think I'm sick or anything. I got tested for COVID two times, came back negative. I just maybe went a little too hard. And that's what, you know, going on trips with your friends, uh, that'll, that's what it'll do to you. It'll make you realize very quickly that you are not 20 anymore. It's a rude awakening that we all have to face. But uh, yeah, we're no spring chickens over here. You know, everyone in my group, we're all in our 30s, 40s, some some in their 50s. And we really thought we were doing something going out and shaking our tushies. But after two days, it's like, all right, I need to take an eight hour nap. I pulled my neck out dancing. Huh? How? Can't tell you. Don't know. But I did have a lot of fun. I went to a lot of costume parties. And that's really all that matters to me. But anywho, I wanted to tell you guys, first of all, I'm sorry that the podcast wasn't released on Monday. I had pre-recorded a podcast with Jesse May. That is a sneak peek of our upcoming podcast. That's going to be Patreon only. And that comes out September, the first week of September. So we had recorded a pre like kind of like a teaser episode and I was due to post it, but I didn't get the audio until about Thursday. So I posted it when I got home. So that should be up for you guys. Uh, just a little sneak peek of our podcast called girl. And again, that'll be Patreon only in the meantime, you can join the secret keepers club, Patreon, which if, if you've been around long enough, if you've been kind of picking up the little seeds that I've been dropping, uh, Secret Keepers Club will likely just be Patreon exclusive coming up soon. It's been something that's been in the works for quite some time. Um, and, and you guys know there's absolutely nothing that I dread more than self-promotion, but it's something that I need to just, I got to relay the messages to you. But anyway, that's that. I want to be put out a big congratulations because when I was gone, I saw that this became public knowledge. Chris, our future baby daddy, Chris, our engineer here at Secret Keepers Club, and his beautiful now fiance, Jess, are having a baby together. And this is great news. I've known about it for a little while, but I haven't been able to say something. And so I am a secret keeper. And you guys know, am I going to make this about me? Maybe. Because I am the one that said I broadcasted that Chris was handsome, available, going to be a great dad, ready for a relationship. And I, and I put that out into the universe. And what happened? One of you married him and is having his baby. So now in what, in what worlds do I need to just go out and say, Hey, I am ready for a damn relationship or I want a boyfriend that's cute and, and ready to, you know, hang out with me. I don't know what I want a boyfriend to do because I really don't want one, but one day I will have a straight male listener. That will say, I'm ready to put a ring on it, sister. Anywho, congrats to them. I love them. And I wish them nothing but the best. This is so exciting. Such great news. And like I said, I've known for a little bit and I kept the damn secret. 
So now that's proof that I can keep a secret. If anybody was ever wondering, the proof is in the pudding um, there. And they will be, this will be um, a, a secret keeper's baby. And maybe when the baby is grown, it will, I will interview it when it's about three years old. That would be a really funny episode. Not me pimping out this baby already. So anywho, congrats to them. I love them. And we're going to jump right into these emails here. So this one is a follow-up of something we've spoken about. seems like quite a few times here on the podcast, but it says things men do that's hot for no reason. And it says, hello, Carly, longtime listener obsessed with you and the pod. I was dying at the emails about the hot things guys do because even though they quote unquote men all the time, they still do things that are so gosh darn hot. And I'm like, damn it, LOL. Anyway, here's a few things I thought of. Number one, when they take off their shirts, tell me why they reach toward their freaking backs and pull them back to the back of their heads over toward the front. It's like, we get it. You're a goddamn wizard. It's, this is so hot and so dumb. That takes so much more effort and energy than how I or any other female would do it. But it's like, oh, stop it and just kiss me. Okay, so I'm just going to break these down one by one. I 100% agree with her on this. Also, like, why do men take their shirts off different? Does any woman go backwards like that? I mean, they really just can't. It's so much more difficult, isn't it? I don't know. I, I feel, how do you take, okay, so I take my shirt off from the bottom up, right? Is that a crazy way to do it? I, but you're right. Men really do reach behind themselves and just rip it off like a freaking monkey. It is hot though. Cause then you get, they're just, I mean, they're just so cute sometimes. Okay. So this one says when they roll up their sleeves with a button down shirt, it gives off such a, I had a long day. Look at my biceps. That is hot too. Really. Anytime a guy is wearing a button down shirt, it's like, okay, this is hot. You know, if you go to a wedding, you know, when you go to a wedding with a guy you've been dating and usually he's such a freaking dirtbag, and all he ever wears is like a freaking New York jets t-shirt that has pit stains on it. And then you go to a wedding and you're like, Oh, you're hot the fuck so i get it i get that too big hands yes girl big hands very hot i feel like i've said this 40 billion times but my soulmate my future husband i just know he wakes up at 4 45 a.m every single day and he puts on a damn construction vest he puts on a neon vest with with reflective tape on it and he heads to his truck I don't know what kind of truck it is. It's some type of a work truck. I don't know if it's a moving truck or if it's a garbage truck or it, I, I don't know, a delivery truck. I don't know what he does. I just know that he, he gets up very early, way earlier than I would ever get up. And he does manual labor all day. Okay. And that's my soulmate. That's what I feel my soulmate is. I've been saying that since day freaking one and guys that do that, they have gigantic hands and they're so callous. I mean, they've never heard of lotion. These guys have never put lotion on in their damn lives and the, and the palm of their hand. It's like, it could not be more coarse. Absolutely could not be more coarse. And we love that for them. 
the next one, she says, sexy voice, especially on the phone. It's like, are you a phone sex operator? But meanwhile, they're just asking me if I want Thai food for dinner. Shut up. You're so hot. Uh, anyway, girl, love you. Thanks for making me laugh every week. <laughs> I agree with all of these things. I really do. And thank you for putting your input. There was another thing I thought of that that was like a hot a hot thing, but I, I, I'm going to have to rethink it. Maybe I wrote it down on my phone. <clears throat> okay, this next one says, big help slash life advice, SOS. Hi, Carly, and of course, King Robert and Sir Stanley. Hello, and thank you for shouting out to the kitties. They are the sweetest things I ever did see, and I miss them so much. When I came home, they didn't give a fuck that I was even gone, but actually Robert cared. Robert was snuggling with me. It was very, very cute. My, my little baby, my little chunky boy. He's so fluffy. Aw. I just love them so much. Like the way I would die for my cats. Um, so thank you for, for shouting them out as well. <clears throat> so this says, I'm 21 years old and I'm surprisingly not writing in about boy drama. Weird, right? I'm asking you your opinion and your advice on getting into the acting industry slash career help. I've always dreamed of being an actor my whole life and did short plays in high school, but fell into the old college flow and stopped pursuing it. Now I'm graduating and I'm having this huge epiphany that this is what I want to do. I know you dabble in many things like acting and comedy, et cetera, but where does one start? How do you find an agent with no experience? Do you get an agent for audition? Do you need an agent for auditions? If so, how do you ever gain experience? Thank you so much for any advice you can give me. I know it's not easy, but I truly just need a place to take the first steps. Love you so much. Love you too, girl. Um, <clears throat> so it is a, it is a hard industry to get into. I think the best way to go about it is, you know, there, it, it's just interesting because there's so many different ways to get into it. Like I got anything I've ever done. That's like acting, I got because I was in the industry from doing stand up and anything, anytime I've ever been on TV, it's because I've been, you know, in comedy. So I have kind of a very specific um, way that I have, you know, been able to work and do these things. Uh, I didn't have an agent when I first started. I got one when I had already been on TV, then they had reached out to me, but there is, you know, it is possible to get an agent before you kind of, it, it's just hard because they get so many people that reach out to them. So I think the best thing for you to do is first of all, take acting classes, no matter what age, no matter what stage you're in, it's probably always going to be helpful for you to, for you to expand and take acting classes, but that'll introduce you to a few more people in the industry, kind of get your, you know, wet your whistle a little bit. <clears throat> and then, um, and then you can go to audition still without an agent, but they would be more open casting, which is perfectly fine. And that's how a lot of people start out and there's nothing wrong with that. And then when you get a few things under your belt, you have more of a push that you could give the agents in, you know, give them a kind of a reason to want to sign you because they, like I said, they get these things all day, every day, just people reaching out to them. So I think it's good to have a few, like kind of your foot in the door before you do reach out. And that should help you and never hurts to take improv classes to try, you know, I'm not going to push you into doing stand up because I wouldn't even do that to my worst enemy, but some type of performance acting things where you just are going to end up meeting people and, and follow their lead because you'll be with people that are starting out just like you. 
So good luck with that. Let us know. Keep us posted. Rooting for you. Okay. Then we have this one. <clears throat> it says my carnivore boyfriend. And, and by the way, you guys, I'm so sorry that I keep clearing my damn throat. I just, I can't help it. Hi, Carly, Robert, and Stanley. Love you in the pod and have listened every week since day one. OG for life. Seriously, I feel like you're one of my besties. Well, I feel like that about you guys too. I finally have something that I need advice on or just a listening ear. First of all, it's 3 a.m. and I'm stoned. So <laughs> if this is all over the place, that's why. Okay, let's get into it. I've been with my man for four years and we live together and are crazy in love and 1 billion percent soulmates. But there's something that bothers me and it's just awkward for me to bring it up. And I don't want him to feel like it's a quote unquote attack on him. Basically, I've been vegetarian since I was 13. I'm 31 now and I've been vegan for six or seven years. My boyfriend is vegetarian and started this a little bit before we started dating. We live together. So when we eat at home, most of the time he eats what I make or buy. So he eats mostly vegan. When we go out to eat, he eats vegetarian. About a year ago, we were ordering out one night and he handed me his phone to put in his order on Uber Eats like he normally does. And on the top of the menu, it had a previously ordered section. And after a bit of digging through this previous orders, I found out that he ordered chicken. These were all times when I was away for work. It really bothered me. Not the fact that he's eating meat. I honestly could care less about that aspect. I mean, I obviously feel bad for the chicken, but the main reason it bothered me was because he didn't tell me and I felt a little bit betrayed. I eventually brought it up and he said it was a moment of weakness. Like, okay, so you're weak when you're tempted. Good to know. Eventually it blew over as little things like this do. Fast forward to present day. I was away on the West Coast last week visiting family, but I'm home now and basically a repeat of what happened before while I I was away he got chicken twice I can't explain how annoying this is again it's not about him eating meat I'm not one of those annoying vegans uh, my exes have eaten meat my family my friends I honestly don't care it's just the fact that he's hiding who he truly is for me and making me believe that he's something that he's not he knows that I won't judge him because I've talked about it before and he knows I'm not judging with stuff like that or anything tbh I'm very accepting and that's something I pride myself in so it just hurts for it just hurts to think he can't just be like, I'm not a vegetarian anymore. I haven't brought it up yet. Should I? Should I just let him have this little secret and not being annoying about it? Last time I tried cr cracking jokes about it to let him know that I knew so I could do that again and see if he catches on and just tells me. He also sometimes listens to this podcast. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Don't drag me into this. He also sometimes listens to this podcast. So who knows? Maybe he'll hear this and know that it's about him and be honest with me. Let me know what you think. Love ya. I love you too. Girl, let me, let me just say something. Okay. I hear you. I get where you're coming from. It's never a good feeling to feel like the person that you're with is hiding something from you, whether it's big or small, it hurts. Right. But my mom always would say, you have to choose your battles in life. And that's how I really feel about this. I'm not taking away what it means to you that he's vegetarian. I'm not trying to take anything away or, or minimize your feelings. Cause I get it. Like I said, but you know, there's some girls that are out here and when they come back from vacation, they find out their boyfriend, you know, was banging people and you found out your boyfriend got Chick-fil-A. And so there's a big difference there. You know, there is there is a level to this. I, I think that the level of betrayal is probably the smallest it could ever be. And and to me, and I say this with all of the kindness in my heart, 
and and I'm actually happy for you because if this is your biggest problem, you better count your blessings, girl, because this is amazing. You obviously have a wonderful, healthy, happy relationship. If your biggest relationship is that sometimes your boyfriend eats chicken. And does, and do we need to know all of these things? No. Is it just, it, let him have this little secret. Who cares? It shouldn't bother you this much. It just shouldn't bother you this much. You know, let him eat the damn chicken, make him chicken. That's what I would do. I would say, Oh, I would, I would be flattered that he feels that he needs to keep up with this little rigmarole, you know, this little vegetarian, he's eating your little tofu cakes and he's eating your little celery sticks. He really loves you, girl. Let him just eat chicken in the closet when you're away in California. Okay? <laughs> this man is eating chickpeas. He's got no protein in him. He gets no minerals and no vitamins. You know, let him get crazy. If this is your man getting crazy, girl, when I tell you, I, I mean, the shit that I've seen and the shit that I've gone through with men... I would pray, I would pray for this problem. You go home and you make that man a freaking steak and you kiss him on his little cheeks and you say, thank you, I love you, you little nerd. I mean, what a fucking cutie. You have this, <laughs> you know, he's trying, he's trying for you. And I think that's nice. He's doing that because he loves you. I don't think he's doing that to hurt your feelings. And I know you're saying you don't really care, girl. I got to tell you, it sounds like you care. It sounds like you care. Oh my God. It's just so cute. I love it. I love that this is your problem. And I, and I hope that one day I have problems like this in a relationship because the way that I've come home and, and near, you know, I mean, girl, you got a good one. Let him just eat his little chicken fingers. <laughs> Let him just eat his little chicken fingers in silence, in the quiet, and then this poor thing has to go take the garbage out before you get home. Because he knows if you find a crumb, you're going to yell at him. Come on, girl. He's, he's a good boy. Okay? <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. I was vegetarian for... I, I was vegetarian for... God probably six or seven years, maybe even longer. I don't know. I don't, I don't remember, but I was vegetarian for a long time. And I became vegetarian when I was young, like I was 14 or 13. And then in my early twenties, I stopped, but, um, you know, I remember that there was times where like, I would have a, uh, like insatiable craving for meat it was like, sometimes it was like when it was cold and rainy out, or it was like, I was PMSing and I was having these cravings. And sometimes I would just every once in a while, you get, you, you have a moment of weakness. And, and would I ever in a million years equate this to like, oh, well, when you have a moment of weakness, you give in. I think you're kind of making it seem like it's something bigger than it actually is, girl. Cause I don't think this would equate to like the same thing as like, if a guy cheated, you know, um, but it, count, count your blessings with this man and you love him and let him just do this thing. I mean, it's the, it's the most innocent shit I've ever heard in my life, you know? So it's cute. I'm happy for you, honestly. 
Okay, so this one says, this man was actually swallowed by a whale. Oh my God. Love you, love your kitties in the pod so much. I just listened to the most recent episode where you're talking about being swallowed by a shark and I feel like you really need to read this article. This guy literally got swallowed by a whale whole and I'm not gonna lie, this sounds terrible. Also drowning is definitely my top three worst ways to die. So drowning inside of a motherfucking stomach of an animal, no thank you. I think I would choose the bear. I agree, girl. I'm not going to read this article on the pod, but thank you for sending this to me. Oh, and that was in Cape Cod. So definitely not too far. Um, just everybody be careful out there. Also, I was just to, just to relive this again. I was watching um, a video before uh, with a panda bear in it and God damn, they're so cute. I would let one of those little cuties kill me. They're so fluffy. I mean, I feel like if you're fluffy, you could kill me whatever my cat Robert could freaking kill me and I wouldn't care it would be like babes like I get it you're so damn cute you could just like you could just kill me it's okay um so thank you for sending that that source so this one says daddy vibes hi Carly huge fan since girl code I love you so much well thank you I love you too I'm 24. I just got out of a long-term relationship. And the day after we broke up I met a guy at a bar I went home with him had the best night of my life uh oh and the next day I found out he was twice my age. He's almost 49 and he has four sons around my age. My question is, how do I break the news to my dad who I'm very close with, but is the same age as this guy? I really like him and the sex is the best I ever had. Mm -hmm. Saw that coming. We already planned a trip to Jamaica together this fall. We're both vaccinated. I've met his family and we get along great. He's very attractive and this has nothing to do with money or anything like that. I have a genuine connection with him and I have never had this before with anybody else. I've never been with a man so much older than me. So this is new territory. Any advice uh, on this would be much appreciated. Fuck, Mary kill included. Okay, and then she gives a fuck, Mary kill. Ooh, a good fuck, Mary kill too. Okay. So... Here's the thing. I get, I a hundred percent understand why dating an older man is appealing girl. I, I get it. I mean, you're 24 years old guys, your age, there's literally nothing interesting about them. They're actually probably the worst people on earth because they behave as if they're still, you know, 15, 16. They're definitely not like grown adults yet. So I understand there's a million reasons why you would go for somebody older. They're more responsible. They have their shit together. You don't have to babysit them. I mean, come on. And you're saying he's cute and you guys are hooking up and, and it's great, which also that has a lot to do with it too. I mean, older guys know what the fuck they're doing. A 25 year old guy. I mean, he has no idea. They just don't know. And they think they do, which is even, <laughs> I mean, that is just so damn embarrassing. That is just so embarrassing. But I get where you're coming from too, where it's like, yeah, how do you tell your dad who probably went to high school with this guy, right? Your dad is of course, of course, and rightfully so, because you got to see it from his perspective too. You're his daughter, you're 24 years old. And, and you're dating a guy that's around his age. The thing is, is that men know men. They know men, they know their intentions. He's going to look at it. And I'm not here saying that there's no way that you and this guy can have a, have a healthy and relationship and sustain it for a long time. But because I know that there are people that do that and they're 
happy and they're just like, this is my person and I love them. And, and this is my soulmate. Right. But you have to understand that your dad's probably going to have a hard time with this because he sees you as his little girl. And then, you know, he knows you really probably don't have that much in common with this guy. All of the things that anyone would think when you're listening to a story about somebody dating someone, you know, twice their age. So I think the best way to go about it is to kind of lead with that and say, I understand that this is not what you would picture me, you know, what you ideally would, the relationship you would ideally want me to be in. Um, but I met this person and I really care about him and I want to see where this goes. And you know, I'm just like thinking of it from your dad's point of view. I don't know, girl. I don't know. I think if it were me, I'm trying to think it's different because I'm older than you. But if I was in my early twenties and I told my dad, I was dating a guy his age, oh boy, you know, I don't think that he would have an easy time dealing with that, you know, but you got to do what makes you happy and, and you have to learn yourself and you have to go through these things in life. If, if, if you're feeling this way for somebody, um, there's nothing that anyone's going to say that's going to make you stop doing it. So I, I'm sure your dad knows that too, because he's lived a life before, but I think I would just lead with the fact that, listen, I know this isn't what you, who you would envision me being with, but I met this person. We get along great. Um, I've met his family. We're going away together. And I just am hoping I know, acknowledge the fact that you know what this looks like, right? Keep it real with your dad, because you already know what he's going to say. And just say, I, I hope you could be happy for me. And I hope you could support me through this. I know it's, I know it's unusual um, and kind of came out of nowhere, but I'm happy. And this person makes me happy, period. And who knows what your dad's going to say, but I think that that's the best way to do it is to acknowledge that, you know, it's, it's a little, it's a little out of the ordinary. And then sometimes people, you know, meet and, and they just hit it off. And, and it's something that I wouldn't, I don't understand, or your dad doesn't understand or your friends don't understand or whatever, because they're not living it. So good luck with that sister. I'm really going to need an update on that one really going to need an update. And also if you don't send a picture, if you don't fucking send me a picture of this guy, I will, I'm going to punch you in your face. Cause I need to see what this man looks like. Cause I haven't, I, you know how I'm envisioning him too. I'm picturing him being like one of those, um, you know, those perfume guys, like, um, the guys that are in like the aqua de Gio commercials or whatever type of perfume and they're in the ads in the magazines and it's just like the hottest fucking guy you've ever seen and he looks like he's 30 but he just has like a little bit salt and pepper hair and blue eyes you're like how does this man that's the guy that i'm picturing you with so I'm going to need, um, I'm going to need an update on that. I'm also trying to think of like, you know, I'm not going to lecture you too. I'm just trying to think of like, if I were dating a guy that was like 60, that means when I'm 40, he's going to be 70. Eh, it doesn't sound too bad. Hey, I would date a guy that's 180 years old and that's ideal for me. 
I want a man that survived the Titanic. Okay, this one says, I am so dumb, or am I? Hi, Carly, love the pod, been listening since day one, love you more than pizza. Wow, okay, so you know it's real. So I have a dilemma. I've been dating a guy for eight months, and he was great initially. He started having uh, issues at work, and he said he can't return my calls or text me because he's stressed. He just shuts down and won't leave the house or reach out because I think he's depressed about work. It bothers me that his coping mechanisms are shutting down and not wanting to communicate. I want to give him space, but I feel like I have to put my life on hold because I don't know what he's doing or what's going on with us. Other things I other things to know, I pick up the tab for everything. Oh, girl. We're going to circle back to that. Pick up the tab for everything and my birthday is coming up and I think he's trying to get out of celebrating it or getting me something. He said in the past he didn't get girls gifts and it ruined the entire relationship. What should I do? Should I give him space or confront him? I'm afraid I can if I confront him, he'll lash out and I'm scared. Okay, what? Girl, let me explain. Let's really break it down here. Okay. Do I think you should give him space? Yes. I think you need to give him the most space in, in the way that you are never to contact him again. First of all, why are you scared of somebody you're dating? Why are you scared to bring something up to him? Period. That's a first red flag for me. Number two, why are we trying to be compassionate towards somebody that number one is giving you absolutely nothing. And I don't even mean he's giving you the bare minimum. And I'm sorry if I sound mean saying this but girl i'm talking to you like you're one of my girlfriends here he's not even doing the bare minimum and we're still wondering we're still tiptoeing around him and for what i mean i just know it's at least nine inches and i'm gonna say that right now and you can put that you can put that one in writing because i just know it's at least nine inches if you're giving him this type of treatment if you aren't already so far away from him that you're in Jeff Bezos fucking spaceship going to outer space. That's how much space I would give this man. The fact that he, you pick up the tab for everything. First of all, the, 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 each and every single one of these things is enough reason for me to cut somebody out of my life completely and then never think about them again. So let me get this straight. He doesn't text you back. He doesn't call you. You're afraid to talk to him. You pick up the tab for everything. You think he's not, he, he, he's trying to ghost you because your birthday is coming up. Girl, this is where all, we all have to circle back to stop giving people things that they don't deserve, whether it's a relationship or a friendship or a family member that's just like a, a energy vampire work. You are settling in such a big way and I don't even know you. And I know that you're settling in such a big way. You're putting this out there and telling him you can treat me this way and I'll still be here and I'll still be wondering and I'm going to put my life on hold and my plans on hold because your busted ass don't want to leave the house or tell me happy birthday or and I'm taking you to the freaking Olive Garden. No, couldn't be me. You're allowing, not allowing him to treat you this way, but you are not putting an end to it. So you're kind of giving him an okay on this behavior. 
And again, girl, you don't got to tell me. I know it's nine inches at least. I know what the deal is here because there's absolutely nothing else going on for me to go, oh, well, yeah, that's the redeeming quality. So you don't even have to mention it because I already know. I would say you get on Jeff Bezos' spaceship and you blast yourself to freaking Mars, okay? And you join whatever, you know, whatever team at NASA is working on the Mars rover and you just head on up there, okay? And you do the research and you take samples and you send them back down to Earth. That's how far I would be away from this man. Don't put your life on hold for anyone ever, period. And I'm sorry, and I'm not yelling at you. I just hate to see people being taken advantage of. And that's a thousand percent what's happening here. Um, also, if you have to ask yourself what's going on with a the guy, there's your answer. Because it shouldn't be that hard. You know, the, the right one isn't going to have you jumping through hoops. Okay. This one says all alone. And again, you guys, kisses to you. I'm, I'm freaking kissing you right on the gosh darn cheeks and on the gosh darn lips, and I will punch you in your little cute faces, okay? And I'm telling you this out of love, and I'm telling you this being someone who has, you know, I, I've seen a lot. I've lived a lot of lives. I've worn many hats. So I'm talking to you like I would tell my younger self. Okay. So this says all alone. Hi, Carly. I just got out of a relationship with my boyfriend of 10 years. I'm really struggling with the fact that I will have to move out of our house and live alone. The realization that I will be coming home from work to an empty house really scares me. I'm 30 years old now, and most of my friends are married or in relationships. I feel like I'm too picky for a roommate and don't get along with new people. And that doesn't leave me with many options. My worst fear is that I will live in a haunted apartment or I will have a bad dream and nobody will be there for me to talk to. I went from my parents' house to living with my boyfriend and sleeping alone is going to be so hard. Please give me any tips you have. Thanks. Girl, here's the thing. When you get out of a relationship, especially, I mean, I'm so sorry because this is a 10-year relationship. So this must be absolutely devastating for you. And I, and I can't imagine how hard it is. But whenever you get out of a relationship and you have to change your life, it's a, it's a major life adjustment. Um, and all of these little things change and it's hard. It's hard to go through them. So I understand where you're coming from, where you're just like, I'm going to come home and no one's going to be there. Like these are all these little things that you don't even think about until you, you break up or you're single, you're moving out and you're just like, oh my God, it's going to be so different. But the positive that I could tell you is that you have never lived alone before. You went from your parents to him and now you're going to see how awesome it is to live alone. And by the way, I'm going to say something and I know it seems very specific to me, but I'm going to ask you a question right now. Are you allergic? to cats because let me tell you I freaking love my cats so much and this is not why I got cats in the first place but I love them so much and they make me laugh and they make me smile every day and they keep me company and they snuggle with me and they're just something that I always look forward to right is to just spend time with my little animals in here even though where the fuck are they I don't know Stanley, I don't know, but they're usually always around, right? Stepping on my keyboard and eating boxes. 
And I just love them so much. So I think that if animals are really, really a big help, if you are living alone and you just want a little buddy, and can I tell you something? They're better than boyfriends. (laughs) I always said, oh, the only reason I want a boyfriend is because I need someone to kill bugs. Well, guess what? Let me tell you something. My baby Robert darts out of bed in the middle of the night and will run and just run up to the wall and start and I'm like what the hell is going on and there's a tiny spider on the wall and this is with no lights on so I he's my husband Robert is my husband he does the things that I want my man to do and he's cuter while doing it so girl and I'm sorry I just went on a tangent don't get me started about animals I love them so much maybe get an animal, but I think this is actually really, really exciting for you. And sometimes it's hard for us to see that we're actually going into a new chapter, a new positive chapter in our lives. And we're going to be able to make new memories there. You're going to get to decorate it the way you want. You're going to be able to make it your own little sanctuary, which is so nice. I promise you when you live by yourself, you're going to go, Oh, wow. I can't believe I I ever want to like, once you do it, you never want to go back. So I know it's not the same for everybody, but I think there are some really, really great things about living alone. And I understand also feeling scared, but that's something that you're going to get used to. You're going to get used to being alone and it's not going to be as scary. Um, you know, the first couple of nights you might be like, what the hell is that? But then you get used to it. And, and I wish you all the best of luck. You'll be okay. You'll be okay. I think it, you might just be having kind of, it, it might be kind of hitting you harder because you also are going through this other, you know, other shit with your relationship with 10 years. I can't imagine, but you'll be all right. I promise. Okay. Um, okay. This one says, why can't I let him go? Hey, Carly, huge fan of yours. I listen to the pod every week and I look forward to Tuesday evening when I get to listen to all your great advice. Oh, well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. This is my first time writing in. And honestly, I'm nervous, but I'm desperate need of your advice. I'm sorry if this is long, but I feel like you need a backstory to fully understand everything. I'm 27 years old with two boys, age six and four, and I've been married for seven years. Currently, my marriage is falling apart. About two months ago, we were all supposed to go to Florida for a week vacation slash seven year anniversary trip. Well, last minute, my husband told me he couldn't go because of work and that he needed to stay. Me trying to be a supportive wife, I told him I didn't want him to stay because this trip had been planned for six months, but that I understood he needed to stay if he felt it was absolutely necessary. He did stay and I went on this vacation with my kids, my mom, my sister, and her husband. I came back from that trip to find out that my husband had cheated on me. Oh, so sorry. I couldn't believe it. I felt so betrayed and angry. In that moment, I wanted him out of my life forever. But as the days went by, he and I talked and I decided to forgive him and give him another chance. We started going to marriage counseling and things were looking up. But two weeks ago, out of nowhere, he told me that he's just not happy with me anymore and he wants to move out. Again, I was shocked, angry and hurt. How could he be doing this to me after I forgave him for cheating on me? I don't understand why he's doing any of this. He says he's not talking to any other women, but I don't believe a man would just leave their kids, wife and home for no damn reason other than he just has his eye on someone else. 
Um, these past two weeks have been absolute torture. I've been trying to keep it together for my kids, but I can't take it anymore. He still wants to move out and he has made some arrangements. I need your advice. I know the best thing is for both of us to separate and eventually get a divorce. Truthfully, I haven't been happy in this relationship for years either, but I tried to ignore it because I wanted to keep our family together. He's not the same person that I married seven years ago and has become someone I don't even know anymore. What would you say to a friend in this type of situation? Please, any words of advice would be greatly appreciated. Sorry again if this was so long. Love you and your fur babies. Aw. Girl, okay. Here's what I would say if one of my friends was going through this. Of course you're upset. Of course you're sad. This is 100%. I mean, I can't imagine going through what you've gone through. And then here's the thing that sucks. Here's the thing that sucks the most about it is you out of the kindness of your heart accepted him back and said, okay, maybe we could work on this. I want to work on this for our family and I'm going to give you another chance. And he turns around and just flushes that down the freaking toilet. So it's like, I, it's just a punch in the gut at that point. And he's like twisting the knife. So of course you feel this way. It's completely understandable that you feel this way. And it's probably going to take you a little while to get past, not even get past this, but to just feel normal again. Um, and to try and kind of adjust to this new life. My opinion would be let him go, let him go and do whatever it is that he wants to do because if you're going to end up, even if say he didn't turn around and say, Oh, well, I, I actually don't want to be with you. Say he, you know, you guys continue to go to therapy and you patch things up and you were trying to make it work. Um, I personally feel if I was in your shoes, I would always have something in the back of my head that would say, is this going to happen again? Can I truly ever trust him again? Um, am I ever going to be able to leave the house and not worry, you know, go on a trip? Am I ever going to believe him when he says he's at work? I mean, you're You would end up putting yourself through such agony in order to absolve someone from their mistake. And that's not fair to put yourself through that. That's torturous. And you don't deserve it. You deserve a million times better than that. You deserve to be with somebody that, um, you, you don't have to worry about, you know, in relationships, it's, it's your job and his job, you know, whatever the dynamic of the relationship is, the, your partner is supposed to make your life easier and happier. And if they're not doing that, you have to, even if it's the hardest thing you feel like you ever have to do, you have to walk away. Otherwise you're setting yourself up for pain. And it's, and it's painful to walk away. I get it. So it seems just like, oh, well, it's easier to stay. I don't want to uproot my entire life and have to go through this and tell, you know, I, I'm sure there's a million different reasons why it's just easier to stay in a relationship like this. But I think by him saying, I'm not feeling anymore. I, ha I, ha I don't want to be in this relationship. I don't want to be in this marriage anymore. As devastating as it is, he spared you a lot of stress and pain and sadness may not seem like it now, but he spared you not intentionally either. He's doing it for his own selfish reasons, but know that if there's a, if there's a choice of, you know, 
continuing a relationship with somebody that's really devastated you and, and hurt you and lost your trust and, and not for nothing also took advantage of you and took you for granted. Even if you say, okay, you guys will get back together and be together forever or being, I would rather be literally alone forever than to be with somebody that I don't feel like has my back. And that, that would just kind of completely disregard me and my feelings and, and everything that I've given them. Um, so I promise you, promise you, promise you that he did you a favor. I know it's like easy for me to say, right. But if you are, if you're my friend, this is exactly what I would be saying to you because it's all, it's all true. I promise you're going to end up however long it takes, you're going to end up going, okay, you know, this was, this was for the best. And you even said it yourself. You, you, you felt like you guys haven't really, you haven't really loved him. He's not the person that you loved. And it sucks that you were saying, okay, I'm willing to sacrifice this and, and make this work for my family. And he didn't. Men are so fucking embarrassing. Sometimes, I mean, they are just so predictable and embarrassing. But he did you a favor. You're going to heal. You're going to work, you know, on yourself. You're going to take time with you and your kids. You're going to grow. You're going to learn so much about yourself. You're going to love yourself and fall in love with yourself. And then when you're ready, if you want to go on dates, you go on dates and you'll end up meeting somebody that doesn't make your life harder and is there for you and is on your team and is on your side. But until then, it's okay to feel sad. It's normal. And, and unfortunately this is just one of those things, you know, you just got to go, you got to go through the motions with it. Um, but again, I'm so sorry. I, I can't imagine how, how hard this must be for you. And I, and I understand why you would just go, Oh, whatever, let's just stay together. But he spared you girl and hugs to you. Hugs to hugs to all my girlies this episode today. Um, Okay, so we have a fuck, Mary kill from the girl who said her, um, she, she had sent in an article about somebody being swallowed by a whale in, in Cape Cod. So she has some fuck, Mary kills. Oh, okay, so this is, this, I'm just looking at it now. It's like celebrity couple edition from the early 2000s. So Ben Affleck and J-Lo, that's one. Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston, ooh, that's two. And Sophia Bush and Chad Michael Murray. That's that's the third one. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna marry. First of all, I'm killing Sophia Bush and Chad Michael Murray. I mean, there's no reason for them to be alive in this. They don't stand a fucking chance, and that's a fact. So I'm going to marry Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston because I really do genuinely believe that they were I, I just I love them I loved them at the time um and I'm obsessed with friends and I'm obsessed with Brad Pitt so individually I would like to marry them and then um I guess I'm fucking Ben Affleck and JLo even though that would be so disgusting because Ben Affleck's freaking butt crack I've seen it myself uh, you know from Twitter um not Twitter but from pictures that the paparazzi takes of his butt crack and it's pretty nasty but I have no choice at that point but to fuck Ben Affleck and JLo. Um, and that's my, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. And even though I loved some Chad Michael Murray, eh, this, this celebrity couple was not, um, 
really, maybe they didn't date long enough for me to be obsessed with them. Sophia Bush and Chad Michael Murray. I was very much more Sarah Michelle. Oh, pardon me. Sarah Michelle Geller and, and Freddie Prince Jr. type of chica, but what are you going to do? So that's that, you guys. I love you. I will see you next week. You can always send in questions to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. You can join the Secret Keepers Club Patreon for a new episode every week. And I hope you all are well and being kind to each other. And we'll chat soon. Bye. 